Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week's topic comes about from just a conversation I was having with myself in my head (laughs) recently because I had this weird urge to go shopping. And those of you that have been listening for a while know that I shop pretty intentionally and I only really buy things I need and I think for a long time about them. And I was just like, I just want to go and buy stuff. I just want stuff. And so I started thinking, why? Why do you want to go and buy stuff, Rebecca? This is not your thing. Like, what's going on here? So I had a little bit of a think about it and then I thought this is actually a really good thing to explore on the podcast because this happens to everybody and for some it ends up quite problematic. So I thought we would have a chat today about the urge to acquire and what it means and maybe we'll give you some hints as well on how to resist that urge. So yeah, today we're talking about the urge to acquire. It's funny that you suggested this episode because I've had just in the last week, a massively unintentional purchase, which is kind of (laughs) unlike me too. And when you said, let's talk about the urge to acquire, I was like, (gasps) (laughs) she's been watching me. Yeah, are you spying on me? And so I kind of use the the idea of um, the urge to acquire and impulse purchasing almost interchangeably. And I don't know if that's how you think of them, but for me, having the urge to acquire is about feeling this need to to get something, buy something, bring something into your house, into your possession, which you hadn't planned on. It's unintentional acquisition, which for me mm. is exactly the same as impulse purchasing. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. I see the urge to acquire as the cause of impulse purchasing, not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the urge is actually not the action. The urge is the desire to do so, which then in most cases <laughs> will result in impulse purchasing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they do become the same thing in most cases. But, you know, in my case, they didn't it didn't turn into impulse purchasing because I went through sort of this analysis of the whole thing. Uh but yes, they are very m- often the same thing, but sometimes the urge can stand separately from from the actual acquiring. I guess if you can recognise the urge and stop it at that point Mm. um, and understand it, you might negate the follow-through, which is the the purchasing. But, and Mm. like, I think about it in terms of my own self when I impulse purchase, and those things are so... Uh, fluid and like straight after one another like I get the impulse I don't mm, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well I don't sit at home and feel like I have the impulse to purchase and mm. then I drive to the shops and then I yours is more immediate yeah I'm more I see it and I want it and I get it and I'm out the shop and it's like that's two minutes and I'm like what what just happened (laughs) how did that happen (laughs) well that's that's one of the that's that's one of the urges. But, yeah, for me it's more like just an overall urge to want something. Mm-hmm. And I get and I get it occasionally and it's it's sort of it doesn't it's not triggered by 
seeing something or having a bargain or a sale being on or even getting an email, you know, saying 50% off. I don't, it's not necessarily triggered by any of those, not to say they don't trigger me, but there is also some trigger that is unknown to me that occurs. And it's not completely unknown and we're going to explore what where it's, where it could have come from or where it could come from but it's not yeah it's not when i'm shopping it's okay. when i'm not shopping that it happens to me yeah mm-hmm. so and i think that people who you know people who are listening will experience both of those possibly they'll have that the same one that you get which is like oh that's pretty i need another notebook of course i do and then then there's the sitting on your couch going you know oh my god i i have to buy something i'm i'm going to came out <laughs> you know that that kind of thing yep. um where the the thing isn't tangible mm-hmm. it's not identified what it is it's just i need something new in my life it's the the kind of feeling i need to acquire via shopping um but also another thing i want to cover in, in this is not necessarily shopping, but also just acquiring in general. So scavenging, you know, the urge to go and look for things on the on the the verge that are you know people have stuck out for hard rubbish or something like that. Um, just the urge to acquire in general um, as well. Mm. Okay. Well, let's start by talking about when it happens, and we kind of briefly touched on a few of them, and I'll run through a few more so that our list is pretty complete. So Hmm. my common experience of this, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, is it can come when you're shopping. So when you're shopping for something else that is planned. So some examples I came up with were like grabbing a candy bar at the end of your grocery shop. You know, like they're right there. It was not on your list, Mm -hmm. but you see it. You go, oh, yeah, right, grab it, pop it, you know, with the rest of your groceries. Or when you go and buy a gift for someone, so you're intentionally shopping for a gift and then you see some lovely decorative item or a cushion or something that you want for yourself and you get it. Or you go to buy soil because you need soil for your garden at home and then while you're in the gardening centre you see a pretty pot or another plant or something and you acquire that way. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're shopping for something else, that is planned. So you're doing intentional purchasing but Mm. then while there you get the urge to um, buy something be it that you're shopping for other stuff that might be a bit dull and boring and you want the excitement factor so then you find something else for yourself or Mm -hmm. um, whether you see something so it can come while you're already there at the shops can you think of another time you, you get that urge back um yeah there's there's that just the whole boredom and habit, habit actually is another one. You know, some people just have the habit of purchasing. You know, they they actually go to shopping centres as entertainment and time user-uppers. That's a better word for that. Um, but they actually, you know, spend their time shopping, their, their recreation time shopping. And so then that's going to happen. You'll be walking through stores. You'll be walking past stores. You'll be scrolling through online stores while you're half watching television. It's a habitual kind of exposure, which then, you know, has you purchasing out of, out of habit. It's just like, oh, well, you know, I 
your brain is like, well, this is what we do. We buy things. Mm-hmm. And so you just buy things that, that catch your fancy. For some, they don't even buy things they like. They just buy things so that they can walk out of the store with something, mm. um, basically. And they don't think about it in, at the moment that they don't even like this thing or have no intention of using it. But it definitely does happen. And, and you know, my clients with shopping bags of stuff that they haven't even looked at since they walk, got home from the store, you know, the bag just got put down on a pile somewhere and they never opened it again, just shows that, you know, it's that habitual kind of purchasing. Um, the reason for it was out of habit more than anything else. Mm. I think another thing that's quite common these days is when you're doing something else and your attention is diverted away from that activity by marketing of some sort, which kind of feeds the the urge and then that turns into purchasing. And mm-hmm. quite commonly, I mean, it can be that you're walking past the stores. You had no intention of shopping. You're going for a walk or you're walking to the restaurant at the other end of the street and a sign in a window or a mannequin or whatever it is or a um, bargain rack out the front grabs your attention and then that generates this urge and then that moves into purchasing Mm. the other thing that happens so frequently far more often than we probably realize is the pop-up ads so all the sponsored things that come they seem far too frequent in my (laughs) um instagram or facebook feed or you know whatever social media you're on Uh, the sponsored ads, or if you're reading an article and there's all those little things on the side that pop up that grab your attention. And so I think quite often you can be doing something else quite intentionally, like reading an article, or um, can you intentionally look at social media? I guess you can, you know. (laughs) Um, And then something pops into your face that you weren't, you might not have been thinking about shopping, you might not have had the urge to spend, but something that you can't resist or some sale or a product you are just in love with instantly pops up in your face and that starts Mm -hmm. that cascade of urge and purchase. Yep. I did this recently. I went to an exhibition with my mother-in-law in an area that I don't normally shop in and she's a bit of a bargain hunter. She loves her op shops and I said, you know, we'll go for a we'll." We decided to go for a walk and have a coffee and we were walking up up this street and she said, oh, there's a, there's a Salvo's over there. And I said, okay, we'll go and look at the Salvo's because she loves to op shop. And as we walked past the large, it was quite a large store and it had lots of windows before we got to the door, I spotted a painting in the window and I went, ooh. <laughs> as soon as I did, I was like, oh, no. And then as I walked, I thought, I'll go and have a look at that when we go inside. And then I walked, I kept walking. And there was another one by the same artist not long after and it was a style that I've been looking for um, that I that I love and it, that I want to sort of make a collection of. And when I saw two of them, I was like, oh, man, I can't say no to those. So I just marched straight on in and <laughs> took them and bought them. <laughs> so it was very, it was impulse. They're on my, I mean, they're on my list. I've I've been wanting to replace a particular painting in my living room with a collection of paintings and so that was absolutely part of the purpose but it was definitely an impulse purchase. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I can't stand is when you're on social media and 
I see something, like I see an ad, which I don't realise is an ad. I think it is like some, especially I'm thinking here more of Instagram, like I'll see a person with a really pretty pair of shoes or something or a caption that I just think is, you know, someone that maybe I follow. I don't know. I Mm. clearly follow too many accounts because I don't know who everyone (laughs) is. And I will flick through um, and then I'll realise it's a sponsored ad and I'm like, oh, no, and with, now you're going to get more of them. Yeah, and with <laughs> with cookies and um, the memory of that, I know that that ad for that pair of shoes or that blouse or whatever it was that I thought I was reading some, someone's um, <laughs> caption or I was looking at their their photos, that is going to pop up in my feed for the next six months now because I spent <laughs> I spent 10 precious seconds scrolling through it and I'm like, oh, they got me. They got yep. me again. Yep, yep. Um. um you do know that you can hide the ad and then it might not come back. I mean, it, a different one will come back, but the same one won't come back. Mm. I didn't know that. I'll explore that option. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, up in the top right corner, place on the little things, and I think there's a, like a hide ad, and I think it might even, I know definitely on Facebook it asks you why, and if you say not relevant, then they won't show you that ad again. You'll still get an ad for something else, but at least that one won't drive you nuts. Mm. Okay, good to know. So... The other thing I think that which is pretty huge about when this urge pops up is when your emotions hit you, mm-hmm. when they they trigger the, the urge. And is this something that you tied yours to, do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely something to do with mood or uh, emotion for sure. There is a craving that comes with no apparent trigger. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Sometimes there is a trigger. You know, I had a, a client that said to me, you know, uh, you know, I had a bad week because I, you know, had a fight with my mum, so I went shopping and bought, you know, seven books that I didn't really need. You know, so she she knew what the trigger was for her. It was emotional distress and she needed to self-soothe and so she did that by buying books. So sometimes there will be a trigger such as an obvious emotional distress. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times it might not be obvious. And for me, when it happened to me, it wasn't obvious. I couldn't work out why. I, I didn't hadn't had any, you know, recent emotional distress. I couldn't think of any reason why um, I had this urge to go and buy something. Um, I couldn't work out what it was. So sometimes you will know why, you know, you're having a depressive episode, you've had um, an an argument with somebody, you've got in trouble at work, you know, something, you need something, you're wanting, your body is craving something to lift your mood. And other times you won't know what the trigger is. And sometimes it will be habit, but other times it will be, you know, it'll be quite obvious to you that it's not habit but you don't know what it is, um, but you do have this urge to go um, and, and buy something. So, um, yeah, sometimes you'll know and sometimes you won't, but there's definitely a mood-related kind of trigger there. Yeah, and look, I don't even think it has to be related to a negative mood. I remember pre-my simplifying days, I used to work I won't go into details, but there was six months of my life where I worked in quite a high-stress job and I have never shopped as much because I'd have a great day and I'd feel on top of the world and then I would want to celebrate. I'd be like, man, I nailed today. 
I'm going to, I feel amazing. I'm going to go and buy myself a new suit. I feel amazing. I think I need a new leather fancy pants briefcase to take to my (laughs) meetings so that everyone knows I'm as good as I now know I am because I did this today. (laughs) And the next day I'd have a terrible day. But like I quite often would get that urge and that impulse as a celebratory thing um, Mm. as well. So I think it could be at any point on the spectrum that that your emotions kind of generate that urge. So yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. So let's talk about who gets it. Do you think it's just women? pretty simple, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, based on my client base, I know it's not just women. Mm. It's something I think that impulse purchasing probably, this is being really generalistic, that's not a word. Is it a word? I think it is. I'm being very generalised. I don't know. I'm being no. <laughs> I'm speaking very generally. I'm generalising. <laughs> That's it. Um, when I say it feels like something that women do because it feels like emotional ups and downs and good days and bad days and that stereotype of women being the spenders and all that kind mm. of thing, um, I feel like it would be if you – surveyed people I feel like people would think women do it more than men but one study um, that I will put a link to in the show notes showed that men and women both impulse buy or get this urge to acquire unintentionally but that men will very often spend more than women on their impulse buys and Dave Mm. Ramsey anyone that thinks that name sounds familiar. He's a big guru in the world of money and budgeting and helping you make sense of your money. And I'll put some links to his stuff in the show notes too, because he's got some great articles out there. One of his articles said the average American spends $2,196 a year on impulse buys. And when surveyed, 23% of men and 16% of women admitted to spending over $100 on their last impulse buy, which kind of shocked me. I'm like, that's a, that's a big impulse buy. Mm. It's bigger than my candy yeah, bar at the, at the checkout. Yeah. <laughs> and my $18 op shop print, <laughs> uh, painting purchase. <laughs> mm. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, but it was kind of reassuring, I think, to understand that it's not just women, despite stereotypes, that it's... Mm, Equally men and women that impulse buy. Good, as usual, the stereotypes are wrong. Mm -hmm. So as far as how the giving in to the urge feels, uh, like you said, Tara, it's, it's a happy kind of positive experience. I mean, we wouldn't do it if it was a negative experience, but giving in to the urge um, in making that purchase feels um feels really good at the time doesn't it yeah absolutely it's quite exciting especially because if it's unplanned you feel spontaneous and we yeah. think of spontaneity as being fun and young and mm. exciting and exciting. possibly yeah. even risky and mm. that's that's exciting especially if you're feeling you know pre this the emotion that triggered it if that was down or bored or 
um, lacklustre, the thought of getting a buzz, um, mm. yeah, that's, fa- that's fair enough. Yeah, pretty exciting. Um, yeah. I would say, though, that excitement doesn't generally last because usually <laughs> if you've impulse purchased, unless it's something quite insignificant financially and um, with it, Space small wise. consequence, yeah. you know, like mm. a pack of gum or a candy bar or whatever, you might be able to write that off. If it's something a bit bigger or with a bigger consequence, usually the feeling after purchasing is mm. not great. You might have yeah, a bit there's of that hangover. buyer's remorse. Yeah. Mm. Especially yeah, if you figure out, I mean, it's one thing if you purchase and then realise or think about it for a moment and realise you don't need it. That's one thing, but then if you get to the point where you realise actually you don't even want it, that's mm. next. <laughs> that's next level. That's like, oh, yeah, and you feel really bad. Mm. Yeah. So triggers. I talked before about how there is a possibility that you will know what the trigger is, and you will see an obvious trigger, and then there'll be other times where you can't see a trigger, but. There are a few things that definitely can cause this urge. So we talked about emotions. Um, we talked about, you know, having a bad day or having a good day. So if we're having a bad day, we want to forget that bad day. If we're having a good day, we want to celebrate that good day. So either of those things could could trigger an urge to to go shopping. Yeah, and then you've got past experiences. So we all have our own money stories and the way that we were taught as children and as teenagers to handle our money, those things stick with us either consciously or unconsciously and intentional purchasing, list making, saving up for items or delaying gratification, they're all ways to handle your money that you may have learned or may not have learned um, mm. during your forming years and so some of those past experiences and the way you saw your parents or your carers shop can also influence whether you're going to get these urges and then you know see them through follow them through and actually purchase yeah another trigger is a really common one um, a really obvious one which we would all recognize and that is the the sense of getting a bargain or a good deal as well. Um, there is a ridiculous amount of money spent on making us think we need things and we are definitely susceptible to that. And one of the marketing techniques that they use is to make you think that you are somehow getting a good deal, somehow cheating the system or getting something special that no one else has gotten or something like that to, to make you want to make that, that purchase. So this happened to me just this week. We were back to school shopping for the kids. My daughter wanted a pair of jeans. We'd worked out we were only going to – we'd worked out how much she had and how much extra stuff she needed for the year, and we said just one additional pair of jeans would be great. She – said, I want light blue and I want them with rips in them. Okay, no worries. So we scoured the shops, found a pair of light blue jeans with rips. That fitted her. Brilliant. And then the lady at the um, that was helping us in the change room, she said, oh, you know, currently denim is buy one, get one free. And <laughs> my 11-year-old said, mm-hmm. oh, don't, 
that doesn't matter because we only we only wanted one pair. I could not. I could not leave the store <laughs> with one pair because I'm like, okay, we're paying $60 for one pair of jeans or we're paying $60 for two pairs of jeans. And It's I, a no-brainer. <laughs> I was like, I can't not. And I'm like, I do this for a living and I can't leave the store <laughs> with one pair of jeans. And so then we searched and do you think we could find her size in another pair of jeans that she liked? And eventually... I said to her, oh, no, I think these are fine. Okay, cool. I think she was just ready to leave the store. <laughs> so we bought a second pair, which she hadn't tried on. We got home. She put them on. They don't fit. And <laughs> so now I have to take them back. And I'm like, I just feel like handing them back and going, that's cool. We don't need them. Don't give, you know, mm. I can't get a refund anyway um, because mm. I would just pay full price. But I, I left the shop and, you know, half an hour later thought, why? We went there. If they were full price, I would have paid $60 for one pair of jeans and I yeah. would have walked out because she found the jeans she loved. Done. End of. But I could not drag myself out of that place of needing the bargain and feeling like I was being cheated if I, like, I deserve that yes. bargain. Yeah. And I, yeah. had this woman never told me, I would have been none the wise. I would have paid $60 and been content, but I couldn't not. Mm. So... It happens to the best yeah. of us. I look, I would definitely struggle with that as well. I would be scouring to find another pair of jeans that either fitted me or someone I knew so that I would take that I would find that really hard to resist as well. And you know, like you said, I I'm quite intentional and quite strict about what comes in the house, but that would be hard to And you know that what would be really if it was buy one get the second 50% off, no problems. I would not be tempted by that at mm. all. I'd be like, that's mm. fine. I don't need to spend more. We're good. We only came for one. But it was mm. honestly like, yeah, I don't know. It was just a free pair of jeans. Yeah. And the bargain monster inside of me just came mm. out and took over. <laughs> scary. <sighs> um, that's good. What other, what other urges or triggers do you think there are, Beck? I think the one that I find affects a lot of people without them realizing is the urge to improve your life. So the urge to improve something about your life or just your life in general. A lot of the things that a lot of the marketing techniques are also targeted at us, making us think that our life will be better if we buy a certain thing. And even if what we're shopping for hasn't been advertised specifically in that way, it's so ingrained in us that we get the urge. It's just, it, for an example, I, there was a there's a, a satire account that I follow on Instagram, the Batuta Advocate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow that one as <laughs> yeah. well. And the and they have like headlines, satiric headlines, and one of them said, um, "Local woman buys new notebook and feels like this will change her life," or "Local woman feels like new notebook will help her all of a sudden." solve all the problems or whatever and it made me laugh because that's the the feeling that you get when you you know you're feeling out of control or something's wrong and you think this like a new a new planner that will make that'll fix everything like I won't be out of control anymore because I'll have this really pretty planner Mm -hmm. and I'll use it and I'll love it and you know or I'll have this wellness journal and all of a sudden I'll start meditating every day because I have this wellness journal and and we have these um these urges to to purchase it and and I'm like 
you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this with the whole notebook thing. It took me a while to stop thinking that a new planner was going to all of a sudden make me organised. Um, and, you know, it took me a long time to realise that new planners do not cure ADHD mm-hmm. <laughs> and that I'm not going to actually get organised with a new planner. Um, it's going to take a lot more work than just buying a new planner. So with clothes as well, you know, maybe I will um, impress this person if I have these clothes or maybe I won't be invisible anymore if I'm wearing this or maybe I will be invisible, which is what I want, if I'm wearing this and um, maybe they'll like me better, maybe I'll get more respect. You know, these and a lot of these thoughts are unconscious. They're not actually going through our head but if we stop and think about what am I thinking here, what am I feeling about these purchases, you will find that there will be something in there that is, you know, I, I'm going to be, if I buy this really pretty yoga mat, that might make me do yoga every day, which will then make me healthier, which will improve my life. And it comes from this craving for a better life. And I think, you know, this is where it comes back to that whole mood thing as well, is if you're not feeling comfortable in your life, then we are programmed to look for solutions to that and we're programmed to look at consumerism to solve that problem for us. So I think that that happens a lot as well. Yeah, and not to beat yourself up over it because that's what marketing does. It tells hmm. oh, us yeah. that these things all of us. will yeah. improve our life. That That's yeah. their entire campaign for 99% yeah. of products is buy this and your life will be better. And, that, and yep. we get... And you'll be better. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we get we get so sucked in and it's, you know, it happens to all of us. And that's why that's why we live in this consumerist society because mm. people that are cleverer than us have worked out the way to make us desire <laughs> to things. To make us buy stuff. Mm. Yeah. And it's a bit sad really that it's got to this point where even when we are fully conscious of it, it's just so pervasive that mm-hmm. it's it's part of us. It's it's not even, you know, you could, I don't know, you could go and live in a jungle and you would still, you know, worry about whether the lion thinks your eyebrows are dark enough. <laughs> Such a dumb example. You know what I mean. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so is there a way to fight it? Now, we know there is a whole bunch of ways to fight it. So... We're going to run through a few suggestions and maybe some of these will work for you, maybe some of them won't, but um, just being conscious of the urge to acquire and following it through. If you, if you try and implement some of these, it might just, might just change hmm. the outcome. I think so. And, look, I think you and I are examples of people who used to purchase a lot more than what we do now. And you and I have both implemented a lot of these strategies. And there is still, we're not going to, we're not going to necessarily, implementing any of these is not going to necessarily take the urge away. It might reduce the urge, but what we want to do is actually more give you tools to um, resist that urge when it does pop up. So it's still going to pop up. But if we can give you some little tools in your toolbox to resist that, then you won't necessarily have the negative outcomes or the negative impacts later of of giving into that urge, um, like that hangover we talked about before. Absolutely. So one way you can start is by budgeting and being mm-hmm. strict with yourself and your budget. And if the item you are lusting after is not in the budget, then you can't buy it. 
And I'd put a little caveat with that and say, if you are a budgeter, try and budget also for some fun money. So you have got some little bit that you can splurge on the extra nice things or maybe the occasional thing that you really want but maybe don't need so that you don't feel so restricted. But create a limit. Maybe it's $10 a month. Maybe it's $100 a month. Depends what you can afford and what works for your budget. But having a little bit of fun money, not to be spent unintentionally, but just so that you don't feel completely oppressed by your budget um, and then be, be careful about what you spend that fun money on. Yeah. And you are less likely to be impulsive if you know you can spend that money with permission. Mm. <laughs> um, it's, it sort of reduces that need for, for the impulse because you know you're, you're going to be able to go and have your hit um, later on somehow. So another one you could implement to try and fight the urge is to create some rules around how long you might delay the purchase. So a good way to think about this can be with costs. So maybe if it's a purchase over $20 that you're um, considering purchasing without planning, maybe you wait a week. And if you still really want to after a week, then you allow yourself to purchase it. Maybe if it's over $100, you wait a month before you purchase it. And so you kind Mm. of take that instant gratification out of the equation. And quite often you will find, if you give yourself permission, you say, okay, this cushion is $25. If I still want it this time next week, I'm going to come back and buy it. And nine times out of 10, by next week, you won't want that cushion anymore or you will have put some space between yourself and the cushion and realise mm. that you don't need it or you'd prefer something else or you've completely forgotten about it altogether. So um, quite often the thing will fall off your list if you just delay the gratification. Mm. Speaking of lists, uh, shopping with a list and only buying what is on that list is another really good way to resist any impulse purchases that uh, aren't aren't intentional. It's not going to stop you having the urge to go shopping, but, you know, and this is what I was was saying earlier, what I did with my craving was I looked at my shopping list and thought, what is it that I need? And then I went and got that, which scratched the itch, but because I was buying off my list, it wasn't necessarily an impulse purchase. It was just giving in to it was giving into the urge, but it was giving into the urge in a more productive way um, than what I could have, which is to go and buy cheap clothes. <laughs> yeah, and that wish list idea is really is really good because quite often if you see something, if you've got the urge to shop and you want to follow through, put it on your wish list. And it's a bit like what we mentioned with delaying the gratification. For me personally, Sometimes putting something on my wish list is enough of a dopamine hit that I don't need to purchase it because yeah. part of part of I think what drives my impulse purchasing is the fear of missing out and that if I see a brand of shoes or I see this new release book and I don't buy it immediately, I'll forget about it um, mm-hmm. and then I won't have it. And so for me, putting something on a wish list um, I get that little hit because it's there. It's on my wish list. If someone asks me for my birthday or Christmas, I know that there's a bunch of stuff there that I like. But then periodically I'll go through my wish list and be like, oh, what did I ever see in that? Delete, delete, delete. 
Um, mm. So creating a wish list of items. And then, yeah, like down the track, if you've got some money to spend, you can go back to your list and see what of those those items might still be things that you want and then follow through. Mm. Uh, another way is to avoid shopping as a hobby or as a way to kill time. You know, if you have you know a, a spare moment where you've got an hour to kill and you're close to shopping centre, don't go. Uh, go to the library instead or go for a walk or go and sit somewhere where there's a nice view and, and kill your time that way. But um, if you are spending time recreationally shopping, you are absolutely going to uh, end up exposing yourself to the urge to to purchase, and so you know you want to avoid that. Uh, so try try finding other ways to spend your spare time um, rather than shopping, and let go of temptations altogether. Unsubscribe from all those emails that. Mm. Um, pop up and spark the urge. If if you find a pattern with your your shopping habits, or especially your unintentional purchasing, that it's coming because you see an email that says sale or items reduced or discount code or whatever it is, then start unsubscribing because you'll just remove that temptation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, also, again, back to the emotions and the mood thing. Um, one of the things that I find to be really powerful is gratitude and acknowledgement of how much you already have. Once you think about everything that you already have, it does dampen that, that urge and that desire to acquire more sometimes. It might not work for a specific item that's, you know, screaming at you like a free pair of jeans, but for the most part, you just Thinking about everything that you already have can really help you reduce and, and being, you know, practicing active gratitude for the things that you already own um, can really help reduce that urge a, a bit as well. You can take some really practical steps too, like only take shopping with you the amount of money you need or remember that old story where people used to put their credit card in a block of mm-hmm. ice and for, yeah. or like a, sorry in a cup of water or you know and freeze it so that it was in ice and then you had to take it out of the freezer and wait for it to f- defrost before you could go shopping with your yeah. your card so which reduces that yeah it, it reduces it puts that space between like you were talking about before the space between the the urge and the purchase absolutely. um it's a good technique um you can also shop with a friend or a partner and ask them to keep you accountable. So write your list, go shopping with them, and then when you're tempted to pick up things, tell them to smack your hand and tell you yep. to stick to Make your sure list. you choose the right person for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do not choose a fellow impulse shopper because they're gonna be like, No, do it, buy it. That's it. Another thing you can do is try and keep your savings goals in mind. If you're saving for a holiday or a house deposit or renovations to your kitchen, whatever it is, put a picture, like a tiny picture, stick it in on the inside of your your wallet or put a figure there that you're trying to save up towards. Put it right in your face. Maybe even take a photo and put it in the background of your phone. Um, don't lose sight of the bigger picture because while it might only be a $5 candy bar or a $25 cushion or whatever it is, every little purchase takes you away from mm. those bigger goals. And so I think if you can keep your eye on the prize, on the long-term um, 
acquisition of the bigger thing that you might be saving for, then that might help you in the moment to turn away from from the urge. Another way is to watch the way that you're feeling and avoid shopping during those triggered times. So, you know, if you have found yourself uh, triggered to shop or if you think that there there might be a trigger coming up, avoid the avoid the stores. So, you know, if you are feeling a bit miserable, don't sort of self-soothe at the shops. Maybe um, look for another way, you know, instead to self-soothe um, using something that you already own or an activity that doesn't require, you know, acquisition as well. So avoid shopping during any of those triggering emotional times as well. A lot of women will say that they have to be careful about shopping when they're premenstrual, for example, because that can sort of change um, mood and, and all of that as well. And it's sort of a bit of a, I guess, a standing joke that you can buy some pretty weird things when you are having hormonal changes. So, you know, just that's just an example. Like It's a bit stereotypical, but it actually does happen um, to people as well. And finally, I think find ways to improve your life. So without shopping. So back to that, what we were talking about, about how we we get the urge to shop because we get the urge to improve our life somehow. So if you find yourself having that uh, urge to to change your life, for your life to be better in some way, have a look at ways that you can do that without shopping. So one obvious example is, you know, if you are cluttered or busy or exhausted, then one really good way to improve your life without shopping is actually to declutter because you can then simplify your life and give yourself more time. Getting out and getting some fresh air, getting out into nature, um, meditating. There are several proven long-term self-care activities that you can do that will have a positive long-term effect for you and you can swap those out for shopping um, if you can manage to. So I'm sure the conversation won't end here because I'm sure a lot of people in our community will have comments about things that they might have bought on impulse or ways that they try and avoid the urge or stop the urge in its tracks before they follow through. So we would love you to come and join with us in that conversation in our Facebook community. And we will be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com. Mm-hmm.